Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting. For Wednesday, July 13th, I'm your host, Doug Reed, and you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed34. That's R-E-I-D-3-4. This is Sports Ethos Presentation, and if you haven't checked us out already, go to sportsethos.com. You can get all of our podcasts there, all of our articles, our information. You can see some of our packages. I'm part of the Wager Pass group. You can get that for 15 bucks a month. Handicaps on handicap, all kinds of games mainly baseball right now, but we've got lots of tennis going on as well and some Aussie rules football. And for 20 bucks a month, you can get our DFS package, you can get our fantasy sports package, and we're really expanding in those areas. We've added uh, our MLB Today podcast and regular waiver wire articles. That's all by Joe Orico. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe Orico 99. That's J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-L. And then the numbers nine nine doing a great job uh, with a daily podcast on fantasy baseball and DFS. And on the fantasy football side, you can follow JP Sticko. That's at JP S T I C C O. He's doing a podcast about three times a week and ramp that up daily. I think it's start of August. And lately, he's been covering. NFL team total, so a bit of a wagering angle, mostly fantasy uh, information there, which I think is relevant to wagering too when the season gets going. But right now he's been going through the uh, divisions in the NFL with some of their uh, win totals. So a lot of interesting stuff there too. And uh, he even put in a, uh, in our wager pass the other day, we even got a um, breakdown. I think it was on the Jets on their win total. So if you haven't already checked that out, or if you're not a member, grab a package and you can get that information. But today on the board, there are 15 games in Major League Baseball, a few early games, a doubleheader uh, as well. So let's get right into the games. We start uh, with the first one, the first game of doubleheader, uh, Seattle is at Washington. And you get the Mariners plus 100, you can get the home mass minus 115. Chris Flex on the bump for the, uh, for the Ems, and Josiah Gray on the hill for the Nats. 
would lean Seattle as they're on a nine-game winning streak. Uh, game's pretty much a stay away for me, though. Not really sure which way this goes. This goes. Watson's been kind of um, up and down this year. 90 innings, 4.00 ERA, 1.4 whip. 32 walks, 66 strikeouts. So walking too many guys, not striking out enough. Josiah Gray struggled a little to start, but he has looked really good lately. 87 innings, 4.14 ERA, 1.24 whip. 36 walks, 99 strikeouts. So walking too many guys while he's getting a lot of strikeouts. Uh, I just don't like the uh, Nats bats right now. So I would lean to flexing, but... Plus money, decent price, but stay away from me. Next game is in uh, the rubber match of the Mets-Braves series. You get Chris Bassett on the hill, uh, the righty for the Mets, and you get Charlie Morton, the lefty for the Braves. You can get the Mets at plus 125, Atlanta at minus 160. Bassett comes in 96 innings, 3.94 ERA, 1.14 whip, 26 walks, and 98 strikeouts, which you want to match you on a Chris Bassett strikeout prop. Uh, if you're on a wage of pass, I put that in earlier today. Over 5.5 Ks, I got it at minus 125. Uh, the reason being is Atlanta strikes out a lot. They're one of the worst teams in the league for striking out. And Bassett's basically throwing a strikeout inning. So if he made the six innings, I think he hits that prop. Uh, they would let them go. Pitching in the high 90s, a uh, number of pitches. So as long as he doesn't get too many walks, I think he should be able to get through, get into the sixth inning, which gives him a good chance to cash that prop. Morgan, on the other hand, uh, has been reborn lately, pitching really well the last month. 94 innings, 4.21 ERA, 1.22 whips. So decent season-long numbers, 34 walks, and a very strong 108 case. But he's really woken up in the last month. Uh, so at 160, though, stay away from me. I don't know which way this road match goes, but... Um, something I'm not going to be on. Next game has the Brewers against the Twins. You get lefty Aaron Ashby on the hill for the Brew Crew and righty Joe Ryan on the bump for the Twins. You can get Milwaukee plus 105 and Minnesota minus 125. Total here is 8.5. I'd be on Joe Ryan in Minnesota. He comes in 70 innings, pace 3.09 ERA, 1.09 whip, 20 walks, 63 strikeouts. Having a good year. Slow down a little, but I think he's a better pitcher than Ashby. I think long-term Ashby might be the better prospect. Um, but he said his struggles. Started well, then struggled a little, then I think missed a few starts with an injury. But 63 and two-thirds innings, 4.52 ERA, 1.43 whip. Need the numbers, spectacular. 29 walks, walking feet too many guys, and 76 strikeouts. Getting a fair bit of strikeouts. But I just like Joe Ryan here. Uh, a game I'm not on, don't leave that much, um, but a game I'm not on, just kind of watching. Next game has the Tigers in KC for what I think is not a good pitching matchup, but the problem is needed offenses are very strong either, so this is a tough game for me to handicap. You get lefty Tariq Scuba on the hill for the Tigers, you get them at plus 105, and righty Brady Singer on the bump for the Royals, you can get them at minus 125, total there's eight. You get the favorite Royals at plus 170 on the run line. Not really touching any of those lines. School has really had a great start and has struggled for the past month. His last outing was solid, but I still don't trust him. I know he's going against a weak Kansas City lineup. Comes in with 94 and two-thirds innings, 3.99 ERA, 1.19 whip, 25 walks and 97 strikeouts. Singer, on the other hand, uh, good young pitching. I think he's. I think both these guys have good careers ahead of him, but um, finding their way right now. He's 65 and two thirds, 4.25 ERA, 1.17 WHIP, 13 walks, 63 strikeouts. Uh, so limiting the damage with the walks and getting a decent number of strikeouts. And at minus 125, I would lean the Royals, um, but I can't touch this. And the number of eight, I would lean under because of these bad offenses. Um, it's juiced to minus 115. 
But I just think the way Skubal's been going, he's got the ability to get lit up even by KC. So I would probably, if I had, if I had to make a play here, I'd probably lean to the under in the game, but nothing really jumps out at me. Next game is in San Francisco, where we have the D-backs behind Zach Gallon. They're ready on the hill, and you can get them at plus 110 as the underdog. He's a home Giants and John Brevia. Uh, they're ready on the mound, who will just be an opener. I don't think he's pitched more than a couple innings and then he starts this year. Uh, you can get that home at minus 130. Total here is 8, juice to the over at minus 115. You get the home Giants plus 165 on the money line. Or on the run line, pardon me. I actually look to Gallon and the D-backs at plus 110. I just don't trust the the Giants offense. And not that I trust the D-backs offense either, but Gallon's been hot and cold. 87 innings, 3.62 area, 1.09 whip, 26 walks, 84 strikeouts. Uh, Brevia, again, just an opener probably. 37 and two-thirds, 2.39 area, 1.14 whip, 11 walks, 35 strikeouts. So good numbers, but he's probably only going to go in inning or two. Um, and then it hit the bullpen, which has been not as strong as it was last year for the Giants. So I think Gallon, not pitching his best, but has the ability to shut down the Giants who are struggling. And at plus 110, is probably a decent line. If you can get that closer to plus 115 or above, I might jump on the D-backs, but probably stay away from me. We'll take a quick break, and when we get back, we will hit the rest of the games. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, the second half of the Mariners Nats doubleheader, 6 of 5 in the East. I see Tommy Malone pitching for Seattle and the lefty and righty Eric Fetty for the Nats. Malone comes in just 10 innings, pitch 3.6 ERA. No walks, four strikeouts, 0.7 whip. Too hard to read anything that. He is a journeyman who's not had been all that strong the last couple of years. Petty, on the other hand, 82 and two-thirds, 5.01 ERA, 1.49 whip, 40 walks, way too many walks, 66 strikeouts, not getting enough strikeouts. You can get the Mariners minus 120. Uh, you can get the home, D-bat, home Nats, pardon me, at plus 100. Total here is nine. And um, juice to the over at minus 125, you can get the Mariners at plus 135. On the line. And just pointing out, I might look to the first half. The total is five. If that were four and a half, if I could find a four and a half anywhere, I'd be in the first half over. I just think Malone's going to give up runs. And Fetty obviously is walking guys, putting too many base, you know, putting one and a half runners on base. Uh, he's going to put guys on base. And the way Seattle's been hitting lately, they might be able to cash. At five, I see the minus 115. Going to look around. Going to wait to closer to game time uh, and see if I can get that first half total closer to. Uh, four and a half, or at four and a half, so I can get it. Next game, six forty in the East. We have the Pirates and the Marlins. JT Brubaker, the righty on the hill for the Pirates. Pablo Lopez, the righty on the hill for Miami. You can get the Road Pirates a plus one fifty underdogs. A home 
fish at minus 170. Total here is seven. And like I said the last couple of days, this is not an indication of a great pitching matchup. This is probably an indication more of bad hitting. Uh, although Lopez is, has been pitching well. Uh, a, a, a number of seven kind of surprised me. You can get the fish at plus 120 on the run line. I'm actually on Pablo Lopez here and uh, a K prop. So over five and a half Ks. I got it at minus 130. And the reason being is in his 99 innings this year, 98 strikeouts. So it's basically a strikeout inning, 1.07 whip, 28 walks. Uh, when I pull up his recent game lines, he's been getting to that number fairly consistently. Not necessarily blowing it away, but getting close to it. So uh, in his last game against the Mets, five innings, five strikeouts. Before that against Washington, six and a third, five strikeouts. Against St. Louis, five innings, five strikeouts. Colorado, seven innings, six strikeouts. And then all three games before that, five strikeouts. Sorry, two games, five strikeouts. And then back on June 4th, six strikeouts against the Giants. So he's hovering right around that number. But why am I looking over? It's because of who he's going against. The Pirates are 28th worst team if, in terms of strikeouts. They're striking out 8.91 times per game. And on the road, which they are here, they're striking out 10.16 times per game. Uh, so they're striking out basically once an inning. So if Lopez can get to five plus innings or six innings. Uh, I think he has ability to hit that. And with the amount that they're striking out, uh, he might, he should, well, hopefully he can get there as well. So not necessarily on the game. I like Miami, but at minus 170, I can't do that. And I don't like them enough to go on a run line. So instead I'm going to pivot to a Lopez prop over five and a half Ks uh, on the game. Next game up, we have the Reds continuing their series in New York, where they had a huge comeback. Uh, Garrett Cole shut them down until they put up four runs in the top of the ninth to pull out a 4-3 win uh, yesterday. Don't see that happening again today with Mike Miner on the hill for the Reds, the lefty, and Luis Severino, the righty, on the hill for the Yankees. You can get the Reds at plus 270, the Yankees at minus 340. I think they're minus 305 when it closed yesterday, so even worse today. Total here is nine. You can get the Yankees at minus one and a half in the run line at minus 160. So not going to touch that. I think the Yankees win again. I think they get the minor. Minor comes in 38 innings, 6.63 ERA, 12 walks, 32 strikeouts, 1.42 whip. Severino's been pitching well, 3.11 ERA over 84 innings, 1.02 whip, 23 walks, and 94 strikeouts. I am, however, going to be on Severino, Severino K prop over six and a half Ks. I got that at plus 120. Um, and in his last few games, he has, well, his last couple of games, not necessarily, but prior to that, he was fairly consistently at that. So six innings against Pittsburgh, just three strikeouts, but only give up four hits in an easy win. At, at Houston, six innings, four strikeouts. It's at home versus Houston, six innings, seven strikeouts. Before that, against the Jays, five innings, nine strikeouts. The Cubbies at home, six innings, ten strikeouts. Detroit, seven innings, ten strikeouts. And Tampa before that, six and a third, eight strikeouts. And Cincinnati is one of the worst uh, teams as far as strikeouts as well. Right now, they rank 25th in the majors, 8.82 strikeouts per game, uh, 8.63 on the road. So they're striking out just less than one once per inning. So I can see Severino shutting them down, limiting them like Cole did yesterday. So if he can get to five plus and into the six, then a good chance, uh, I think that he cashes that uh, six and a half Ks. So the next game, we are in Toronto to where the Jays host the uh, open up a series against the Phillies. You get the righty Zach Wheeler on the hill for the Phillies and you get 
righty Ross Stripling on the bump for the Jays. Phillies come in at even plus 100 underdogs. Home Jays are minus 120. Total here is eight. And you can get the Jays at minus one and a half in the run line at plus 170. I like, I actually like Wheeler and the Phillies here. Uh, catching plus money. I'm not gonna, not sure I'm going to be on it. But I also like a Wheeler outs prop of 18 and a half. So he basically has to go six and a third innings. Uh, he comes in the season, 95 innings, 2.46 ERA, 21 walks, 104 strikeouts, 1.05 whip. Uh, but why I like Wheeler is I think they're stretching him out a little. He is him and Nola being the two aces on the team. In his last few games, so I'm basically on the 18 and a half, 18.5, over 18.5 outs. So he has to go six and a third. His last few game, last three games, he's got that. Seven innings against St. Louis, seven innings uh, at home against St. Louis, six and a third against Atlanta, uh, four and a third against Texas where he got hit around a little, seven against Washington, six against Arizona, six against L.A. So he's getting right at that. They're also letting him get to uh, above the high 90s, around 100 pitches. So in his last number of games, he went not pitch-wise, he went 97, 108, 104, 99, 86 in that game he got um, against Washington, 98-99. So let him get to 100 pitches. And uh, the Jays tend to strike out, uh, and I think he'll be allowed to go deep in this game. Should be, I believe, a close game. Uh, so they're not going to yank him early. So I'm hoping he can get through six innings, get into the seventh, go six and a third, and cash that prop. Again, it's at 135, so a little risk there. But I think he has the ability to get it done. Next game, 7-10 in the East. We have the... Tampa Rays in Boston. Or pardon me, Boston's in Tampa. Let's flip that around on you. Young righty Josh Winkowski on the hill for the Red Sox. And ace Shane McClanahan on the bump for the Rays. Red Sox plus 165. The home Rays at minus 185. Total here is seven. So obviously a pitcher's duel expected. More so on the McClanahan side. But Winkowski's been doing well this year. And you can get the home raise at plus 120 on the run line. Winkowski, 31 innings, 4.35 ERA, 12 walks, 21 strikeouts, 1.52 whip. So pitching to contact, but he's had some success and, and kept the Red Sox in the games. It's going to be tough doing that against McClanahan. 104 in the third innings, 1.73 ERA, 0.81 whip, 141 strikeouts. Him and Dylan Cease are battling. I think it's just those two battling for the AL lead in strikeouts. And just 19 walks. He's been pitching fantastic. Uh, I like him not at minus 185, though. I was looking at the first five innings. Total here is three and a half under. You can get three and a half under at minus 105 around that. So if you can get anywhere, I think minus 110 or better, I might be looking at that. I see McClanahan shutting, shutting down Boston. Um, and if Winkowski can keep the raise off the board, I think that number has a chance to hit. The challenge with McClanahan being a lefty, is that he's facing a fairly right-handed top of the Red Sox order. You've got Ref Snyder as a righty leading off. Devers a lefty, but he's been hitting everybody this year. Martinez, Bogarts, and Vasquez, all righties uh, at the top line. Then you got Verdugo, number six. Dahl, he's a lefty. Dahlback's a righty. Jaron Duran's a lefty. And Jeter Downs, that's short. Uh, pardon me, third base probably, is a righty. Um, no, Verdugo's. He's probably in the second base. Um, so... Top of the lineup are is righty heavy, although nobody's been been able, seemingly been able to get to McClanahan this year. So I am looking on the first half, three and a half under in that game. I think McClanahan is shut, shutting down everybody lately, and Wachowski just has to do the same for the Rays and keep the game close, and I think we can cash on that. Next game has the White Sox in Cleveland to continue their series, series with the Guardians. Let me just pull up. 
Lucas Giolito starts on the hill, the righty for the White Sox against Aaron Savali, the righty for the Guardians. You can get the, this basic coin flip at minus 110. Uh, I think White Sox were a little favored earlier, so the lines moved. Total here is eight. You can get the White Sox at plus 150 on the run line. Not really sure that I'm going to touch this game. I can't figure out what's going on with Giolito. 82 innings, 5.05 ERA, 1.44 whip. 31 walks, 97 strikeouts. So he's getting a lot of strikeouts. The Indians tend not to strike out, though. They're one of the better teams limiting strikeouts. Um, so he's gonna. they're going to put the ball in play, and he's going to have to beat him with some smart pitching. Aaron Savali, 53 innings, 6.28 ERA, 1.45 whip, 15 walks, 51 strikeouts. Straight up, I look at Giolito immediately, and I think – pardon me, I look at Savali and immediately think the White Sox. But then I remember the White Sox hitters have been atrocious this year. And not really sure who's going to show up, especially against the righty. If I had to lean, I would lean towards Giolito and the Sox at minus 110. Pretty decent price. The number's eight. Uh, maybe a first half over if Giolito struggles uh, and Savali does Savali things. The total's at four. If to go over, I see it at minus 110, minus 115, where, depending on where you're looking. So I might jump on that as a, as a first five play uh, over four because I think uh, Giolito may give up a run or two and Savali will definitely give up some some hits and, and hopefully some runs early so not sure about that not not really on the side leaning Chicago minus 110 and leaning to the first five over of four next game is probably the best pitchers duel and should be quite an interesting battle in St. Louis where the Dodgers are in town ready Tony Gonsolin and his 11-0 record come in against Adam Wainwright uh, who sits at six and seven, but had some hard luck games this year. You can get the Dodgers minus one fifty on the money line. The home cards plus one thirty. Total here is eight, and you can get the Dodgers minus one and a half on the run line at plus one ten. Gonsolin comes in eighty eight and two thirds innings, one point six two ERA, point eight zero WHIP, twenty three walks and eighty strikeouts. Just having a fantastic year. Wainwright comes in one hundred and fifty. Sorry, one hundred and five point. 105 and two-thirds innings. I don't know why that was so hard to get out. 3.15 ERA, 1.21 whip, 27 walks, and 84 strikeouts. Now, he had the unfortunate situation of pitching a full game, complete game loss the other game, the other day against Philly. Nine innings, five hits, two earned runs, no walks, three strikeouts, and he takes the loss. That's a tough one. Now, they're letting him go fairly deep in the games. Uh, he's been over 100 pitches in six of his last seven. They don't but not over 103. Gonson, on the other hand, hasn't got to 100 pitches in his last number of games. They seem to limit him to the low 90s, taking care of his arm. Uh, it's obviously working because he's been pitching great. Uh, seven in, seven innings last game, seven two-thirds for that. But prior to that, five and two-thirds, five innings, six and a third, six and six. So I like Gonson. I like the Dodgers here. Uh, I might look to a first five under. Um, that's at a, even four, and you can get it under minus 105. Might be some value there, although I just don't know how long Wainwright's going to go. Uh, a guy his age, once he's 40 years old, that was a hell of a game he pitched last game, but I don't know if they're going to let him go that long. Um, so it might be a situation where he gets to five and that's it, but probably some value on that first five under. Next game is in Chicago where the Cubbies are hosting the Orioles. And we have Spencer Watkins on the hill, the young righty for Baltimore, and the young lefty Justin Steele on the hill for the Cubs. Orioles come in plus 125, and the Cubbies are minus 145. Total here is eight. You can get the Cubs at plus 150 on the run line. I would actually lean Baltimore just because they're catching that plus money, and they've been very hot lately. 
Walk, problem is walking come, Watkins comes in 47 and two thirds innings, 5.14 ERA, 18 walks, 26 strikeouts, 1.38 whip. Just to be matched by pretty much equal numbers. Uh, Justin Steele, 76 and a third innings, 4.13. Uh, ERA 1.43 whip 36 walks 76 strikeouts so he's striking out a few more batters probably uh, a little better pitcher to date I just like the O's bats and I don't like the Cubs bats at home I know historically everybody thinks the Cubs are better at home but this year they've been awful so leaning to the O's at plus 125 on that money line third last game of the night is in Texas where we get the Oakland A's and you can get or you get righty Paul Blackburn on the hill for the A's against ready John Gray for Texas. The Athletics come in plus 165 underdogs. The home Rangers minus 185. Total here is seven and a half. And you can get the Rangers at plus 110. I don't like these numbers either. It's been a tough couple days for me to find a whole lot of value on the regular card. The over the first five over four, you can get an even plus 100. I think there might be some value there. I never really like backing a game where I'm expecting Oakland to score. But neither of these guys have been pitching all that great lately. Uh, their season-long numbers are decent, but but recently they've struggled. Uh, they've been hit a little bit more. For Gray, for example, last game out, five and a third against Minnesota, nine hits, five runs, three earned runs, but one walk, eight strikeouts against the Mets, five and two thirds, six hits, four earn, four runs, three earned, one walk, seven strikeouts. On the flip side, Blackburn, his last outing was against Houston, so no shame in giving up some hits to them, but just four innings, seven hits, six earned runs, a walk, and six strikeouts. He shut down Seattle before that. Six and a third, four hits, no runs, a walk, and five strikeouts. But against the Yankees before that, five innings, five hits, three in runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. And against the Mariners, four innings, ten hits, seven earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. So the luster, the shine has come off him a little. He was uh, him and Montas were both the only shining things on on that team to start the year. So I think the race, the Rangers can get to him because they've been hitting well lately. So maybe that first five number, but not really sure I can touch anything. I like the Rangers. But John Gray's been a little inconsistent. I'm not going to back to a minus 185. And a total 7.5. I like the over, although it's juiced down to minus 105. But you, you, you're dealing with the A's. And, again, the A's can go out and score one or two runs with the best of them. Uh, and that's not a positive. So staying away from that game as well. Second last game, we have the Padres still in Colorado to face the Rockies. You get their ace, Joe Musgrove, on the hill, the righty for the Pods. And Chad Cool, the righty on the hill for Colorado. Padres minus 170 in the money line. The home Rockies are the uh, underdogs at plus 150. Total here is 10.5. You can get the Padres on the run line at minus 110. I like the Padres. How can you not like them with Musgrove? Um, but minus 170 in cores is way too much. And even a run line at minus 110 is not a lot of value there. Musgrove comes in 99 innings pitch, 2.09 ERA, ERA 0.93 whip. 23 walks, 98 strikeouts, been pitching great. Uh, Chad Cool's been pitching better lately, 87 to third innings, 4.02 area, 1.35 whip, 33 walks, 63 strikeouts. So walking a few too many and pitching the contact, which is not a good recipe in Coors. Um, but Musgrove has the ability. I mean, we saw Sean Manaya, a lefty against Colorado two nights ago, completely shut them down. And Colorado's the best hitting team at home and the best hitting team against lefties. And yes, I was on that game with um, Colorado going against Benaya and I lost. I think it was on the first five over uh, and he completely shut him down. So I can see Musgrove doing the same. Um, it's in Colorado though. So you never know a couple balls get in the air and it's a whole different game. So I like the pods, but not as minus 170 or the run line at minus 110. Last game of the night, 
I have a couple plays on, and we've got Houston in L.A. This should be a great pitchers duel as well, actually. The Astros send Christian Javier to the mound, and the Angels send their always MVP candidate, Shohei Otani, to the hill. You can get the Astros at plus 100, and you can get the home favorite Otani and the Angels at minus 120. Total here is seven, so obviously pitchers duel is expected. You can get the Angels on the run line at plus 175. So those numbers, there's no end touching that run line. Or pardon, yeah, that run line, and I like the Astros straight up. The Angels are just not hitting, uh, but against Otani, it's hard to really go against them. So what I am on is Christian Javier over seven and a half Ks. And the reason being is the story with Javier is he just needs to limit his walks. When he walks too many guys, he gets in trouble. Uh, they're letting him go in the, basically somewhere in the 90s pitch-wise. Pitch but his last few outings, uh, he's, well, he's either hit, come close to, or hit that total quite easily. Last game against KC, just five innings, four hits, five earned runs. That's his worst outing in about the last month. Three walks and seven strikeouts against these same Angels. On July 1st, seven innings, one hit, one earned run, no walks, 14 strikeouts. Game before that against the Yankees, seven innings, uh, no hits, no earned runs, a walk, 13 strikeouts. So in those games, uh, with his big strikeout total, he didn't have any walks. Last game, three walks, seven strikeouts, so he got close to that total. And the thing is, the Angels are the worst team in baseball for strikeouts per nine. They strike out 9.69 times per game which is last in Major League Baseball. Uh, and Mike Trout's supposed to be out of the lineup, I believe. Well, he was out. He um, left the game early yesterday with back tightness. So if he's not in, even more advantage for Javier. So I like him to get strikeouts uh, against the lineup. I mean, he's been at it. He's been well over that number a couple of games. He was at it last game. He's got the ability to get six to eight strikeouts, I think, against anybody. And then against an Angels team that's got a lot of swing and miss in their bats. Uh, I like him to hit that. And I'm also on the first five under three and a half. I got that at minus 105. I think both these guys, uh, Javier has the ability to limit the Angels and Otani can limit anybody. In his last few outings, he hasn't given up more than one earned run in his last five outings. So against Miami on the 6th of July, seven innings, one earned run. Against the White Sox, five and two-thirds, five hits, no earned runs. Uh, Ten strikeouts against Miami, 11 against Chicago. Against KC, eight innings, Two hits, no earned runs, a walk, 13 strikeouts. Against the Mariners, six innings, three hits, no earned runs, two walks, six strikeouts. Against Boston, seven innings, four hits, one earned run, two walks, six strikeouts. So he's not giving up. Uh, he's given up one earned run in his last five starts, and he's given up a total of two runs. So I'm looking to the under first five, under three and a half in that game. I got it around minus 105. So anything, I think, anything down to minus uh, 110, I would certainly be on. So... Uh, ran through those games quick. Hopefully you found something that you like. Uh, I'm on ma- mostly a lot of props or first five plays. I just, this is about the third day in a row. I just can't find a lot of value on the boards, straight up lines in the games, some bad pitching matchups. Um, and I just don't know which way to go or some huge, uh, run line or huge money lines like the Yankees at minus three forty. Um, just can't be touching those games, though, I think, if you want to build any bankroll over the long term. But before we go, I do want to mention a longtime partner of ours, and that is Manscaped. If you haven't already, check out manscaped.com. And when you go to, when you purchase something, go to the checkout area and use uh, our coupon code HOOPBALL20. That's HOOPBALL20. Get 20% off your order and free shipping. And if you haven't already, as I said before, check out sportsethos.com. 
And you can find all of our packages, all of our information, a lot of free information on our site as well. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you got some interesting bets, some props I'm leaning on for I think the third day in a row. And hopefully we can all make some money and we will catch you tomorrow. Enjoy your night, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.